I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Down the block, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. It's got the ball. Jared Hayes. 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 Superstar. Superhuman. Collie Bundelite. The speed of a bullet. He hits it. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Jesus, it's a strange old time in Rugby League uh, with no games on the weekend due to the coronavirus. It's it's just unprecedented. It's like nothing we've ever seen before and fuck, I hope it's like nothing we ever see again. There's a lot of negatives going around at the moment and, you know, of course, people are extremely upset by there being no footy on, myself included. But we thought today we'd just take a slightly different view at it and try and find some silver linings for your club and some positives that you could possibly take out of this huge break of footy for your club in 2020. It was tough to find them, but we found quite a few for each club. So strap in, let's kick it off. first team we're going to have a look at is the Newcastle Knights. Uh, the Knights have a couple of niggling injuries hanging around. Uh, we saw Mitch Barnett with his shoulder on the weekend. Herman SASA obviously has something wrong with his ankle. So, you know, getting a bit of time for those guys to get themselves fit and healthy, you know, it can never hurt. Uh, I'm also looking at Bradman Best too. Um, if you've listened to our podcast with Bradman Best, he's just been plagued with injuries over the last few years. And, you know, having a few months off for his young body to be able to recover, be great for 2020. But I also think it'd be great for Bradman Best long term. And he's going to be an absolute star at Newcastle. He's going to be the main attraction as far as outside backs go for the Knights over the next few years. And allowing him to have a break like that, mate, it's going to be massive for his career. It might just be what he needs to be able to have six months off now just to chill out, let his body relax, let his body grow, because he's still such a young man, and to be plagued with that many injuries, it shouldn't be that that way, realistically. Uh, another guy I'm looking at that I think this will be great for is Mitchell Pearce. You know, Pearce has now played 12-odd years of first grade, maybe even more by now, and he's, you know, he pretty much hasn't missed any footy, except for 2016, when, when the Roosters uh, went really poorly because he was suspended. You know, for the Knights to be able to get the best footy out of Mitchell Pearce over the next year or two, this is going to be fantastic for him to finally be able to just rest his body long term. It's going to be massive. Pierce is at that point in his career where he's not as reliant on his body. He's more reliant on his footy brain. 
He's matured as a half fantastically. And the longer they can preserve his body and keep him fit and healthy, because as we know, father time is still undefeated, it'll be great for Pierce. The other man that obviously this benefits hugely is Jaden Braley. Uh, he may he had a fantastic start to the season. They're saying he'll be out for six months or so, so that would see him return around September. So if the comp does start by then, you know, Jaden Braley will have his own little preseason around August, probably play a few weeks into September, and by the time the finals come around, if the Knights are there, at the moment they're 2-0, so it's a huge advantage. It could be fantastic for young Jaden Braley in his first year at the Newcastle Knights. Milford's away. He come back on the inside. He's going to outrun them. He's still going. Now he's going to go on the outside of McManus. And he's going to score a remarkable try. The next team we're going to have a look at is obviously Anthony Milford's team, the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, they've picked up a couple of niggling injuries over the last few weeks. So Corey Oates, we saw him with some rib cartilage damage, which if you've uh, had that injury yourself, it is one of the most painful things to play through. Uh, it is no fun. So being able to give a representative winger like Corey Oates some time off like that, that will never do any harm. Uh, the other man that I'm very interested in is Alex Glenn. For a guy his age uh, to be having hamstring issues to kick off the season, this couldn't come at a better time. Uh, he's one of the most important men in this Broncos team. He's very underrated because they're full of just superstar forwards, but the role that he plays on the left edge is crucial for the Broncos. Uh, they need him to be fully fit if they're going to be successful in 2020. And this is going to give him a fantastic opportunity to recover from that injury and be back to his best to lead the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, the other guy, obviously, is Brody Croft. They've really put all their eggs into one basket with Brody Croft. They see him as the halfback and the leader of this team, and they need him to be fit. Um, any halfback with a shoulder injury, you don't want to be rushing them back into footy. This is perfect for him to do his rehab and make sure he is 100%. If the NRL season was to go ahead, without a doubt, Brody Croft would be put into this team as soon as he possibly could, and any coach with two wits about them would be sending their back rowers straight at that shoulder. This could be huge for the Broncos to save further injury to Brody Croft, and just to let him rest and get used to this team even more. He's got a lot of pressure on his shoulders. Having some time off could be massive for them. In my opinion, though, the biggest win for the Brisbane Broncos out of all of this is being able to rest Payne Haas for a few months. This guy is a once-in-a-lifetime footballer, and I think giving the opportunity to be able to give him just six months where he will just be rested, let his body recover at the young age he's at, I think it will set him up in the future for even better footy and longer minutes. If he would have kept, if this season would have kept on going, it looks like Payne Haas would have played almost 80 minutes in just about every game of footy in the front row, which is... Just about unheard of for a guy his age, for anyone in general, realistically. For someone that's 19 or 20, though, to be doing 80 minutes in the front row, the way he plays as an explosive front rower, it would have had a lot of wear and tear on his body. I think this is fantastic for him, and I think it's fantastic for the Brisbane Broncos, who have a young pack that are just going to be able to have a breather. Yeah, just let their body grow, recover from any niggling injuries they've got whatsoever, and then they're going to come into a short season at the end of the year, and I think this suits the Brisbane Broncos perfectly. They can go 100 miles an hour for that 12 or 14 weeks, just go berserk and let their young pack do their thing. I think this makes the Brisbane Broncos a serious threat in 2020 if we have a smaller comp, and I think for the future of the Broncos, it's fantastic to let their young forwards just have a rest and let their bodies chill out. There's a huge future here, and throwing away this season, it might pay dividends later. The next club we're going to have a deep dive on is the Canterbury Bulldogs. Um, 
It's been a bit of a tough start for Canterbury. They've opened up with some really strong defense, but haven't got the results on the board. I think for them, um, the biggest advantage will be Kieran Foran will more than likely return. Um, it is a huge, huge in for them. We saw at the end of last season, as they tend to do at the end of most seasons, they played some really strong footy, and that was off the back of Kieran Foran. Um, I think it's blatantly obvious that between Lachlan Lewis and Brandon Wakeham, two really talented footballers that I love, it is tough as a young half to lead a team around the park, especially a team that doesn't have as much strike as other sides and their pack isn't overly dominating other sides. So it's very difficult for young halves. I think putting Kieran Foran into the mix will make a huge difference. In a short 12-week comp, Canterbury could realistically make a big play there. Um, it's just going to be explosive footy from them, throwing the ball around, chance their hand, get Foran back. Could be a huge confidence boost. I really like it, and I think that giving the boys like Lachlan Lewis and Brandon Wakeman a bit more of a chance to actually play with Kieran Foran will do wonders for them. Um, I think this break definitely suits Canterbury. It could be anything for them this year. Towards Morgan and steps straight past him. Rocket Roger. Blink and he's gone. I don't think there's any doubt in anyone's mind that the team that this cancellation best suits is the New Zealand Warriors. Um, The expectation we had on them to stay in Australia and play games for the foreseeable future, it it just boggles the mind how that was possibly fair. Um, You know, the sacrifice that the Warriors, players, staff, everyone made, and their families especially, even more so their families, the sacrifices they made will forever be appreciated and respected. I think if you're a rugby league fan and the Warriors aren't your second favourite team now, there's something seriously wrong with you. Um, they just they put it all on the line. They sacrificed so much to try and keep this game alive. Uh, eventually it was taken out of their hands, but they were willing to just pay a huge huge price to keep the footy alive. So I've got nothing but respect for the New Zealand Warriors and their players. I really do think that in a few months' time when the NRL does kick off, again, the Warriors are going to be at a huge advantage. I think it was pretty obvious that Roger Tuovasa-Shek was almost playing on one leg to start the season. He was just not himself. He was not involved. He wasn't moving properly. I think he needs a big break. He's had a huge few seasons where he's run for some incredible metres and done some amazing things and also come off the back of an ACL. For him to have a few months off just to let his body recover, it's going to be massive for them. The other man I think will make a huge difference come the end of the year is getting uh, Jazz Tavunga back. He is just one of my favourite footballers. He puts his head where I wouldn't dare put my foot. He's a great player and they're going to get so much out of having him back. Yeah, there's not much more you can say about the Warriors other than it was just unfair what was happening. And I'm for the sake of the Warriors, I'm glad they're going to get this opportunity. And I really hope 2020 turns out to be a big season for them because they deserve nothing but the absolute best come the end of 2020 and in the future. The next club we're going to have a look at is the West Tigers. Um, pretty good start to the season for the West Tigers in their first game. Benji Marshall absolutely lighting it up and... Their defensive issues not looking like a major problem like we all expected. Then round two arrived, and their right side, like many of us predicted, was just absolute chaos. It was absolute shambles. Um, It's a really poor way to go into a big break of footy. A loss like that, it's going to leave a really sour taste for the 
Tigers. I guess there's two ways to go about it. They can be shitty about it and dirty on it, or they can work their way to bounce back from it. Interesting to see how they respond. One positive that I can see for the Tigers is the return of Luke Brooks when they're back. Uh, They're just a completely different footy side with him in the team. I think he's slowly becoming the halfback that we all thought he was going to be a few years ago. He's starting to get to that age now where he's becoming a real mature half. I think realistically he's still two to three years away from playing his best footy, but the the Luke Brooks that the Tigers have now is a quality seven, and I still think is extremely underrated. The other man that is going to make a difference, um, Jacob Little. I'm not exactly sure when he's due back, but now with Jacob Little and with Harry Grant arriving, they have some quality nines at the club now, and it's going to build a lot of pressure. And I think I think Harry Grant will wear the nine jersey when the NRL eventually returns. But having Jacob Little back is going to just put more and more pressure on Harry Grant, and it's scary to think what we could see out of Harry Grant. I feel a bit sorry for him, obviously. He moved up to Sydney this week to play with the Tigers, and then the comp got suspended. The poor bastard must be sitting up here in a unit somewhere, almost on his own, with, you know, with his family up in Queensland, a lot of his mates down in Melbourne. Tough gig for him, but I think... If the comp eventually does get back up and running, I think Harry Grant's going to be massive this year. And if Origin is played at the end of the season, I'm going to call it now, he will get a bench spot. He is a huge smoky this year to play State of Origin. Once he gets on the field, you're all going to see why. It's a champion, champion move by the Tigers getting a hold of him. I'm sure in their mind, they're pretty happy about this break also because it means that Cam Smith gets more time off, which means he might play another season, which means they might even get to keep Harry Grant for a little bit longer and have a real crack at a premiership before Benji retires. Uh, exciting times for the Tigers. When they return, they'll have Brooksy, Harry Grant. It'll be a completely new spine, and I've got some pretty high hopes for them this season. course our next team is the South Sydney Rabbitohs and it's a bit of a mixed bag here for the Rabbitohs um I think that being able to bring back Patrick Mago he looked fantastic in the preseason he's a young front rower from Brisbane who's made his way down to South Sydney and you know he certainly passed the eye test he looked to me like he's taken full advantage of the opportunity that coach Wayne Bennett's given him and I think that especially through the center third it's obvious that South Sydney they are crying out to have some big forwards that are going to make some big meters through there and I think the addition of Patrick Mago will be massive for them during the season to join the likes of Liam Knight and Junior Totola. I think we'll also pay dividends for Damian Cook who I think it is a godsend to see him have a big breather now uh, we saw him last last two years just dominate at state of origin level. He's played his six games of origin. He's played final series. And I think it was pretty evident at the end of last year that Cook had just about run out of gas. There was a tackle that he missed in the semifinal against the Raiders before the grand final where Josh Papali literally ran over the top of him. I've never seen that happen to Damien Cook. I haven't seen it since. And I think that a big break might be the best thing for Damien Cook to re-energize himself. Um, and I think that also... the. Patrick Mago obviously coming back will give them another middle forward that Damien Cook can play his attacking footy off the back of. Um, But I think the biggest win for the Rabbitohs out of this is the potential that the season will not be played. And the advantage that comes out of that is that they will get Jairo next year off an entire season of just letting his body rest. I love Jairo as a footballer, but it's no secret that his body is 
completely banged up. He's always injured. There are just constant issues there. A whole year for Jairo just to rest up and be fresh coming into 2021 would be an absolute godsend for the Rabbitohs. Uh, the other man, obviously, that I think this could benefit is Latrell Mitchell. Um, just having some time away from the game where the media isn't on his back every five seconds, every time he scratches his ass, there's a story at the moment. I think if the rugby league was to just die down for a few months and Latrell was left to his own, I think it could really pay huge dividends for him and the Rabbitohs. I think um, if you're the Rabbitohs, you'd have him on some sort of strict cardio routine in his house, whether it's putting a bike in there, putting a treddy, whatever it may be, having a PT, you know, living in there with him, whatever is going on, you would be doing all that you can to get Latrell as fit as he possibly can be before the footy comes back. And I think for his mental state, which will obviously play into the way that he plays his game, it will be fantastic for him to have a little bit of time out of the limelight and just for everyone to leave him alone for a little bit and let him do his thing. He's an incredible talent, and I think the way he's been treated has been unfair, and I think this would be perfect just to let him take a step back, get out of the media eye, and just worry about Latrell Mitchell. Uh, The last team on our list for today was the North Queensland Cowboys. Now, this was a tough one because the Cowboys currently don't have any injuries. Uh, There's not a heap to gain from them, you know. I guess what sort of hurts them more than anything is that they had that new stadium. They just opened it, and now it's closed for six months or so. I just think that that's really stung them. Um, I guess the one positive you can look at this is that it gives uh, Valentine Holmes just more time to accommodate his body to where the NRL needs it to be. Uh, There's a lot of things that Val Holmes needs to work on his game still that realistically are only going to come from match experience. Um, You know, his awareness of where he needs to be and how defense has changed, especially with him defending in the front line, it's only going to come through playing footy, which he might have to wait six months for. But it is an opportunity for him to get his body uh, more accommodated to the NRL. And look, to be honest with you, there isn't that much he has to do. As we said, I think the the Cowboys are a really tough one for this topic because I don't think there's any major disadvantage, but I also don't think they gain any huge advantage out of this. Uh, the one thing that I will say, I think it's fantastic that Jason Tamalolo gets to have a big breather. Um, you know, it looked like he was just set for an unbelievable year. The way that he started was just phenomenal. And you've got to wonder, like, if the Cowboys have him for another seven or eight years or whatever it is on his 10-year deal, do you want him doing that? for 25 seasons straight. You know, we've seen what he's capable of. I think if he can have a big rest and the Cowboys can get themselves ready for just a 15-week explosion at the end of the year, led by Jason Taumalolo, they could really threaten for a premiership this year. Uh, They've got the team on paper, and if Taumalolo's going forward and doing what he did last week, they seriously are a proper premiership threat. I think one man to watch when they do return will be the hooker, Reese Robson. Um, I think eventually he's going to be their starting hooker. I think he'll take over from Jake Granville. Wouldn't surprise me if they come out of this break and he's the man that wears the number nine to start. You can take me down. 
Thanks again for tuning in to the Rugby League Guru podcast. Uh, I know it's a very tough gig at the moment without any footy, but stay tuned. We've got a lot of content coming on our Instagram page and even more to the podcast. Uh, We're trying to have a real crack at turning the podcast into a main source of rugby league for you all during this break. Uh, We've got some big things coming next week. We've got some interviews lined up with some big players. We've got a review of some older games with myself and Natty uh, looking at a couple of grand final teams, matching them up against each other. And then we've got the second edition of this podcast where we go through the remaining eight teams and talk about the silver lining, how they could possibly benefit from this big break. Uh, It's a tough time in rugby league. We need to stick together and uh, keep the game alive for when it returns. We're counting down the days. Remember to always kick to corners and keep playing smart footy. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.